Irish Radio International. That's what she said. I'm Emer, And I'm Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good. So welcome to the weekly show that presents an eclectic array of sounds, thought and experiences of everyday life and people in Cork City. Uh, so homeowner. Tell yeah. Me, you moved into a you moved into your new home. Yeah. Our lovely, lovely abode. That's so cool. What's and it like? It's it's sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of sunshine. And it's big. It's filled with boxes at the moment, okay. But we're going through them, so it's it's quite special. And how does it feel to own your own house? I don't know. I don't have the adjective right now, but I can tell you it's very tiring. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's exciting. That's so good. Yeah, I'm delighted for you. That's yeah, really good news. yeah. But but those are not the real adjectives I'm looking for. Come back to me in a week's time or in a year's <laughs> time, and then tell, and then I'll talk about it more. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'd love to offer you some uh, help on the home moving front, but uh, my body just ain't up to the task. I this know week. you had to take that Panadol. Has that kicked in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be high as a kite now in a few minutes. <laughs> um, speaking of bodies, this week yep. um, we well to follow on from some work that Joe was doing that she's going to. Yeah. Well, you can tell us about yeah. that, Joe. Um, with one of our TEDx events in yes. Cork this weekend, we just thought that we might take a look at um, some attitudes towards our body perception, yes. self-image, just kind of yes. from not too heavy an angle, I think, just uh, kind of a quirky, fun angle on it, yes. asking people what they thought of their best yes. features were and things like that. Yes. Um, but first, how about we roll straight into our Cork collage? Yes. I'm delighted we got to do one this week. So yes. Enjoy. Regular extra dark with vanilla and cream. Lisa Stevens, the producer, 
got in touch with me and said, would you like to make a film about um, an ex-prostitute in Chicago? And I thought, oh, I'm not really sure. It didn't seem like the sort of thing I wanted to do. It just sounded a bit grim, you know. And then she showed me a short clip of a film of, of uh, Blender that I've done. And I felt very lucky to be asked to do this. It felt like a real privilege. And, and I thought, I felt a bit sort of starstruck, actually. Let me uh, announce the winner of the uh, uh, Grand Prix Art of Short. And it is Gridlock, and the director is Ian Hunt Duffy, and I think we have him. <laughs> Two to the six. Second one. He's done, doing nothing, now the five, yeah? So now yeah. you're at minus one, so I count as death. You can shoot them. Ten. Okay, yeah. so we'll start with Still not triple uh, one. <laughs> with the third eye. I hit you. I crit you. Which would be... Dice of five. There's nine to the six. He gets three. Why? Because oh. oh, yeah. You're shooting Luke, yeah? You well. Yeah. And I... All right. Next one. One. Four. Two. Something. Yeah. Ugh. Nothing. Oh. To the nothing. Luke can change. Last one. Do it. Yeah, I didn't get a work when you do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Hits um, uh, you, crits okay. you. That's so, our fives you. We're really not down. Ooh, uh, nine to the yeah, six. One nine to the six again. Oh, Can't three. you just leave it alone? What time you reckon it will come out? Say in a few minutes. Say say in a few minutes. The next half an hour maybe. That's that's a that's a big window. Imagine if they got like Britney Spears to around the place. <laughs> <laughs>
interested in getting tips on how to grow your business and insights into your personal development tune into Dr Lil Life Coach Thursdays at 9 p.m. on Irish Radio International together with my American correspondent Ron Shank we discuss struggles and successes in life and business with a host of local and global leaders business owners and public figures that's Dr Lil Life Coach Thursdays at 9 p.m. on Irish Radio International and repeated throughout the week for more details, visit our Facebook page or irishradiointernational.com. And that track was by Paul Robeson, Rivers Day Away From My Door, from 1931, I believe. Amazing guy. Wow. And a great song for this time of year. It is. Good it's warming song. Totally. I kind of visualize a fire in the studio, yeah. a nice fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, tell us about your TEDx Salon event. Okay. So, it's TEDx Cork Salon. Be- presented Becoming You on Sunday in Sample Studios. How did it go? It went really, really well. And uh, we can say it was a success. Um, there was just the right number of people in there. And the whole objective of the event was to um, just have young women uh, you know, talk about their issues or the, how they feel about their bodies. And also... Um, just trying to get them to think, trying to get women to think, uh, to, to, to be comfortable in being their true selves. And so we had two live speakers and we had workshops as well. And our speakers uh, was Genevieve Waters from the Lighthouse. And then there was the Cork City Firebirds. And they spoke about... Who uh, are they? They are the roller derby team for Cork City. No way, yeah. roller derby. Yeah, I I only found is out that, that's what the 
the skates and you go yes. turn around the place. And, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's it's where it's the one place where women are assault, being assaulted and assaulting at each other at free will, <laughs> and uh, they're powerful athletes. It's a sport for all uh, all kinds of women, irrespective of where they come from and what their body shape is. And the 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 more variety of body shapes on the team, the stronger the team. Okay, so that was very interesting for to have representatives of their team talk about. Uh, body image mm. yeah so it was it was very good what uh, motivated you to put that together um when 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 the team when we were discussing about what our salon should be we are always looking at themes and um, issues that are relevant to cork city and um, for this one we were thinking we were just chatting about ourselves and our siblings or you know our children and we realized that uh, being authentic and being and uh, being uh, befriending your body is is an issue it's a global issue and but it's also a local issue that's a nice way to put it befriending your body yeah it was actually something uh, i think it was uh, one of the facilitators was t- was talking about that isn't that nice like it is. i'm 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 friends with my body you yeah. know so i accept it the way i would accept a friend in all their quirks and if there's an issue with your friend, you'll talk to them about it. You know, <laughs> so if there's an issue with, with my body, and I will I'm not happy with you right now. Yeah. So what are we going to do about this? And yeah, so that's that's how that went. And um, we spoke to I spoke to a few people at, at the event. Yes. And we got um, some opinion uh, from people around town as well, which is quite fun. Yeah. I think people were a bit thrown by the question. They were, weren't they? The question <laughs> was kind of what do you like most about your body or... Uh, a physical part of your a body that you physical yeah. or what part of uh, what part of your face do you like yeah, most? yeah. <laughs> and you'd be so used to being negative or giving out about something or thinking about the bits you don't like yes but then yeah but then this was a, a, a way to pause and think about your body in a positive way great okay so let's roll that fox pop and yeah. hear what they had to say my eyes I suppose I have nice brown eyes I've been told Uh, but I still need to kind of work on that to be honest there's nothing I really like about myself so yeah maybe you just haven't thought about it enough yet yeah maybe (laughs) about my body I'd say I don't really think about um, my body that much but particularly during the past two years My self-image has definitely changed. As in, I used to... Yeah, I used to be a lot more outward. (laughs) As in, I used to wear makeup and dress up. and, And during the past two years, I've changed. As in, I look more inward. Um, and I'd work on myself inside more so than outside. And it's funny because people would be asking me are you okay are you okay all the time now and I'm very happy in myself at the moment and I feel balanced and great I might look great but I feel better than I did when I looked great if you understand yeah so my eyes my mouth because I need it for eating well my favorite part of my face is my eyebrows because they're quite bushy I think they're quite defined yeah I enjoy them. Do you dye them? Every time. No, no. <laughs> no, but I fear they might get a bit grey at some point, and yeah. then I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. But maybe salt and pepper's all right, you know. What do you like most about your body? 
Um, weirdly enough, I used to I used to really dislike that I have small breasts, but I actually like it now. Um, I kind of realise that there's a lot of advantages to having smaller breasts because that way then you you don't have back trouble and all the rest of it. Um, the other thing that I like about my breasts is I have a really small freckle close to my nipple. It's just something that I like. <laughs> That's about. Yeah. What else do I like about my body? Um, I like my hair. I'm blessed to have curly hair. That's you have about great it. hair. Yeah, that's lucky things. <laughs> and is there anything uh, about your life that you're particularly happy with at the moment? Because um, a lot of things have been going wrong. A lot of things have been going wrong. But I think that I've been like I've kind of do, I've been doing a lot of like positive thinking at the moment. So I think it's like having the confidence to kind of believe that everything is going to be okay. I think that that's about, yeah. That's a great strength. Yeah. But to be honest, like, if you knew what was going on with me in the last couple of months, <laughs> I think it is. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of believing in the positive, even when everything is going wrong. The best thing about your face? About my face. Okay. My mom's lips. They are my mom's lips. They the nicest. They are. <laughs> what do you like most about your body? Um, the whole thing, really. <laughs> uh, I don't have a particular opinion on it because, um, you know, growing up you're self-conscious and you're far more used to concentrating on different parts of yourself that are negative. Uh, as you get older and as you kind of grow into your skin a little bit more, you start to focus on, um, I suppose, not not to call anything negative or positive, but you start focusing on your own positives and what you have to offer to a situation and you start to, to take your mind off of images and so on and so forth. So, um, to me, like, I understand I'm getting older. There's a little bit of a dad bod happening now. Um, and I'm just kind of taking it as it comes. I'm sure in the springtime I'll be off running again just for my own health's sake more so than anything else. But um, about my own body, I suppose just that it's there and that it's still in decent health and uh, mm. it's still a whole hell of a lot of fun to do things with. So like, I'm only in my late 20s. Like I can only imagine how the slowdown is going to be in 10, 15, 20 years. But, you know, you're at this point now where your metabolism is beginning to slow down but you're still nimble enough that you can kind of do things with it and it's just nice to kind of be comfortable in your own skin. Of course, it, it all comes down to going into your 30s and not giving a flying fuck either way, uh, which is good. Is there it's, a particular a part that you just think, oh, yeah? It used to be my teeth, but I was a very self-conscious, very self-absorbed child, so I don't really think about it so much anymore. <laughs> uh, I suppose I wish my eyes worked. That'd be nice. You've very, very nice, sparkly blue eyes. Mm, thank you. They don't work, glasses. Though, which, is, which is the question. Uh, yeah, I suppose really everyone would love 2020 laser eyesight, uh, you know, particularly shooting it's laser. It's yours for 899.99. Not in these conditions. <laughs> and what about you, Shay? That was a compelling kind of answer Mike gave there. Um, geez, what would I say about the body? Like, well, what I've been discovering since I was 18 was that the body is this miraculous thing that can recover from nearly anything. Um, how fluid it is, basically, with like you know, you know, you could treat it like crap, but then it will recover, and it's it's this amazing self kind of healing kind of. Um, vessel that you have and I just I don't know I just think the body's a fantastic thing and I feel like I haven't taken full advantage of what you can do um, Can I ask you what brought you to that conclusion? Uh, certain diets and just going on detoxes and so on and just realising how fantastic you can feel when you start to look after yourself when you start to exercise I'd never exercised so hard before in my life um, but a few years ago I just decided I'll do some cycling and so on and I felt great and then you kind of realise you know if you find a purpose in life one that mightn't been there before so clearly then you know the cycling really helps and it's like it sets a kind of um, a structure to 
Do you think that there's a disconnect between how we view our bodies and the physicality of our bodies? Most definitely, yeah. Uh, I mean, it can come down to confidence, I suppose. And you, you just think of yourself, I suppose, you, you're given this image that you can't really do anything with your body if you, you're not that kind of person who's supposed to be a, 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 doing exercise all the time and so on. And so come to the realization that you can always start whenever it doesn't you know your body's perfect as it is um, to you it's, it's for you um, but yeah I mean it's just we're given this idea that our bodies are never enough I suppose a lot of us um, but as soon as you start looking after it and seeing that it's, it has no limit then um, it opens up a whole new, a whole new world and it's it's beautiful. Have you anything you can pick out that you have always appreciated about your body? Ooh. Any particular feature? Just as a curiosity. Yeah, I'm curious to know myself what, a, what a, that is. Um, maybe you need more experience. More experience, yeah, maybe. With yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> The thing I like about my face the most is I think I have kind eyes. Do you want to answer the question? What's the best thing about your own face? Don't know. <laughs> you could answer. Exactly. Exactly. No? Okay. A physical attribute. Your physical body. My nose. Why? <laughs> because it's, it's perfect, yet it's completely useless. It looks perfect, but it's useless in the sense I can never sniff out the, the, you know, the kind of people who leave you feeling negative about yourself. I can't sniff those out, and I still encounter them. So this beautiful nose is kind of useless. You're not a hound, though. You do know that, don't you? Yeah, but as a human being, I should have some sense of... I should have some, you know, sixth sense. You do have it. It's just not in your nose. No, I don't have it. Even her face, I don't have it. <laughs> I also like my teeth. It um, because it's a funny story. My my milk teeth, they didn't fall off very easily. You know, when you're as a child, when they're supposed to fall off, um, your permanent teeth start coming in. So they were so strong that the permanent teeth started coming in and crowding out my mouth. And at some stage, I had too many teeth in my mouth. So then I go to the dentist to pluck them out, and that was that was always a painful experience, but somehow very nice because the numbing feeling was awesome. And now after a lot of hard work and braces I do have a great set of teeth so nose teeth is, is laughter a physical attribute sure and my laughter I, I think I can laugh at the stupidest things I can laugh at myself I love that
verdade que pode te curar Respeito a todas as cores que a vida te dá Ter sempre clara a vida pra nunca machucar Só ter na face aquela doçura de criar like jazz, blues, and good old rock and roll, enter the rabbit hole. Every Sunday, 9 p.m., here on Irish Radio International, with me, João Coelho. The Rabbit Hole, the show where normal things don't happen very often. Welcome back to the show. That track was by Dalata. A Brazilian and UK fusion band, and that track was called Cores from their 2000 album Songs from the Tin. So now we're gonna do a new thing. I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna call a very, very uh, fantastic uh, lady that we know called Nor Nora Furlong. And Nora is um, based in Wexford, she's a Uh, youth arts and community youth uh, specialist an educator an educator and uh, yeah we just really we just really wanted to talk to Nora get to know a little bit about her role uh, with young people and working on them with body image so yeah yeah hello Nora are you online hi Joe hi Emer hey Nora how are you good good thank you yeah how's things down there in Wexford's 
Lovely. It was gorgeous day here in Wexford today. <laughs> Beautiful. Are you getting that lovely winter sunshine? Yeah, loving it. Cool. Really lovely. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, Nora, we're going to ask you, first of all, could you outline the presentation you did at the Cork Salon on Sunday? Or yes. the, the, for the workshop that you did? Yes, I um, was really excited to contribute to the um, to salon on Sunday um, with a workshop on body image. Yes, and could you outline the workshop for us a little? Yes, so I um, introduced the workshop by um, doing an A to Z of body image. Um, so the um, participants in the group stood up and they went through every letter of the alphabet and they brainstormed words that came to mind for every letter of the alphabet. So we had a really interesting discussion afterwards looking at the vocabulary that it generated. Um, And the purpose of the activity was to, first of all, acknowledge that um, people already have a, a good understanding and knowledge around what we mean when we talk about body image and it gives people a chance to put it in their own words. And we had a bit of a discussion about the fact that a lot of the words that came up were quite positive and I think that reflected the people in the room and their experience and where they were coming from. And we talked about if you did that same exercise with a group of teenagers, how different the vocabulary would be. Yeah, can you, can, um, can you give us an example of how that works, Nora? Yeah, like for X, what what's the word for X? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can remember off the top of my head. There was words come up like X-ray and they developed um, words from the word X-ray. Um, <laughs> they had, yeah, really positive perspectives on body image. They talked about words like confidence and maturity and curvy came up, lots of different words. And um, people were a little bit surprised by how positive the words were because often um, body image is such a negative. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So so you kind of take the words that come up in the A to Z and then you have a longer discussion around them and kind of see what comes out of that. Is that that correct? Yeah, we did. Exactly that. And um, we highlighted um, words that were particularly important to people. Um, just to hone people in on where they're at themselves with the topic of body image. And it just generated really good discussion. Yeah. Um, and from that, we talked about the importance of being able to critique and have a critical perspective, um, particularly in terms of mainstream media and all the messages that it gives us about body image and how we should look. And we had a bit of a discussion about their their genius marketing ploys <laughs> and we moved into a, a bit of a critique of um, magazines and all the different ads and images that are in them and we recreated the, um, the artwork in the magazines to make our own artworks cool, that changed the messages. Yeah, I mean that, that stuff, you don't really get a chance to reflect on that in everyday life so I can imagine that would be a really valuable experience you know, for participants. Yeah, it really was. Um, people came up with really clever ideas and it was a, a very creative group I was working with and their messages were very, very uplifting and very positive and 
the idea was that they'd leave the workshop wearing their badge and use it uh, as a a platform to spark conversation with someone else then That's a different it. day. Or I could totally imagine coming home from something like that and, you know, having a completely new conversation with someone that you wouldn't have had before because yes. you've had this experience. Yes. Nora was very kind. The very first time I met her, she gave me one of the badges and it, I think it was on her and it said pause within and, and she's like, here, take it. And I was like, oh my God, this is so good. P-A-U-S-E? Yeah. P-A-W-S? No, no. <laughs> Both. <laughs> uh, pause within. Isn't that lovely? It's, it's, um, it resonates in, uh, in respect of what you're feeling and just kind of relax um Nora could you tell us what motivates you or what motivated you to you know be working with youth oh um I adore working with young people with teenagers um and I think it probably stems back from my own experience um living in rural County Wexford as a teenager and getting involved in youth projects what was it like um, growing up there in terms of youth <laughs> Um, yeah, there were, we had a little old parochial hall that was ancient, um, freezing. We had a pool table, a stereo, and a volunteer youth club. And there used to be loads of young people used to come to it every Friday night. And it was very basic, but it was really, really important for us. And um, yeah, I had loads of opportunities out of it. I remember doing um, media training. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. And it was... <coughs> the training was um, very different to what it would be today. <coughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I have to get a drink. It's okay. <laughs> we'll just chat amongst ourselves for a minute there, Nora. You you just take your time. Um, yeah. What was... Did you ever go to, uh, like, a youth... Um, Thingy. I don't know. I think my mom tried to get me enlisted in various types of uh, youth clubs, various types of youth clubs and things when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, my mom was really involved in the community, like and and still is to this day when we were growing up in Shannon. Um, I think there wasn't really so. I can't really remember a youth club per se. I I think I ended up at a couple of nights. I just wanted to go for the discos. Anywhere <laughs> there was a disco, I'd be there basically. Because you love music. And I think I was in the girl guides uh, for. Uh, about two days when I found out they were going on a free trip to Dublin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally scabbed my way up to Dublin and then the hard the the hard work started to come in and I was like, ah, nah. screw this, I'm out. So that's, that's, I just went off and did something um, else. I don't think I was, a, I definitely was not part of any youth-centric club. Uh, it was all about studying. But then the church, the parish, you know, they would have their different youth clubs and for me, I was like, nah, I'm not going to church. Why would I do that? But yeah, that's that's far Sorry, as... Sorry, well. girls. I'm, I'm, I'm back. Are you, I've But yeah, I think um, I I met people when I was younger that really inspired me and encouraged me and saw potential in me. And I guess that always stayed with me. And I was yeah. always, I, always really grateful for those opportunities and meeting those people so I think um, it can have a really positive and profound impact on young people so maybe I'd like to think I'm that person for some young people as well. You definitely are I've seen some of your work over the years like I've 
It's funny, I, 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 we actually studied together, Joe. Um, I know, good old geography. And I, like, I had no kind of, uh, we had no contact for years, you know, just life passed us by. And then I think I met you in town one day, Nora, and you were, you were working yeah. up with Mayfield Community Arts. And, That's right, oh, yeah. It was, it was brilliant, you were doing amazing work up there. And then I actually had the privilege, um, you were my tutor on a course in, um, on the Arts Participation and Development course in CIT. Um, the, the sample studio based. What did she tutor you on? Uh, kind of this kind of stuff that, that we're talking oh. about now but we did um, well actually Nora yeah if you want to talk about the course that'd be really interesting actually. Yeah okay so um, the course stemmed from training we were delivering in Mayfield in the Arts Centre we were running a global education programme for young people so it's, um, I guess it was, I was a youth worker on the programme, so it was a model of youth work that was not only looking at issues affecting young people personally in our community, but in communities all over the world. So it brought in that kind of global global perspective. And um, we worked with lots of volunteers, and there was lots of people really interested in our work, and we were able to develop a training um, in response to that and we were able to deliver the training up to PTAC level 5 and people were kind of interested in more advanced training so eventually a really nice partnership emerged between Mayfield and CIT um, and we created this module that we are now delivering for eight years from CIT Wow um, yeah, so it's been um, funded by Irish Aid and it's really focused on how to um, bring development education into your practice and into your work um, in a really creative way. So the course attracts artists, activists, teachers, youth workers, community workers, a really broad spectrum of people. Um, which is really nice because some people come from a background in development or in education, but they may not have the confidence or capacity to work very creatively. And then you have artists and activists coming on board who might tend to be really creative, but maybe don't have the theoretical or the educational background. So it kind of brings lots of people together. That's really nice, isn't it? That's very special. Yeah, it, yes. it was a great, it was a great experience. Yes, like from a lot of different angles. Personally speaking. Um, I'm yeah, it's quite a journey. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering, Nora. Um, you were just saying there that you, I guess, are very. You're proud of your work, and you're proud of the lessons that you, and the advice and and help that you pass on to younger people. Is there anything, any particular life lessons that you've learned from the young people that you work with? Oh gosh, yes, loads. <laughs> yeah. Um, every imagine. day is a a, le- a learning curve. Yeah. Um, I think I. I learn how when someone is given the space and encouragement and support to to grow, that, yeah, amazing things can happen. And I love the loyalty that young people have for each other and their families and their communities and how resilient they can be. And do you miss and them? I think do you miss so much. I miss. I miss my. Um. I miss my bunch of Mayfield loads, but I keep in good contact with them. Yeah. They're growing up now. A lot of them. Um. And yeah, I think um resilience is key to everything, every issue that affects us personally, locally, and globally. And I think um, young people really demonstrate how you can be resilient. And I learned a lot from them. Um. 
in terms of that. And yeah, they keep me on my toes. I love working with young people because they say it as it is. If they don't like it, they tell you. And there's nothing more will make you work better than having really good feedback all the time, which you don't often get working with adults. So um, yeah, there's lots and lots and lots of things I've learned from them, both personally and professionally, definitely. Right. And was there... Uh, Sorry, sorry. Um, No, go ahead. uh, I'm wondering, is there... Uh, the fact that you've kind of honed in on the area of person of self-image and body image, was there something mm. that drove you in that direction? I think it's just something I've been really interested in from a really young age. Um, I guess um, I have always been quite critical of mainstream media and I'm always interested in health and healthy communities Mm. Um, haven't always been terribly healthy myself Mm. but it's kind of um, it's just an issue that's always really relevant it affects a lot of people around us if not most people and um, I think um, yeah it's just something that a youth worker or a youth project can really tackle and really effectively that maybe doesn't happen in mainstream education um, and when you're responding to young people's needs and interests, this is a reoccurring issue that's coming up all the time. Right. Um, you were saying something about how um, media affects young people. So Ima and I were thinking about are young people, how are, are they different from inner city youth culture and, you know, the fact that you're, um, you do live in a smaller town, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Are are young people different in a smaller town? What's the difference? Is there a difference in youth yeah. culture? Yeah. Um, maybe their their environments they're in is different, um, which will affect their experience. Um, I think the issues affecting young people are are still quite similar, regardless. Okay. Um, in my experience, um, I think. Um, yeah, because of the digital world we live in now as well, you're not as remote as you used to be living in rural Ireland as a teenager. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one. I think um, I think the real issues affecting young people will be pretty similar mm. regardless. Or, and then there'll be different specific issues as well, maybe. Right. And would would young people in smaller towns in Ireland, in your experience, would they have as many resources for help or to go to as would no. inner city? Okay. No, right. definitely not. No, yeah. I definitely don't think so. Yeah. Um, and services are being moved so for example in Wexford the mental health services were moved from Wexford into Waterford now so there's not even a direct response in 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 the county as far as I'm aware um which is really problematic it is yes um yeah 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 I I hope someone is listening out there and they can do something (laughs) about it have you um how have you found Moving back on a personal level, moving back uh, to rural life after after living in Cork for so many years. Yeah, love it. <laughs> um, I'm back to my roots, and it turns out Cork is not the centre of the universe. <laughs> so some, really? some of your listeners really? might disagree. <laughs> um, and yeah, love it. It's really nice. 
I'm close enough to everywhere without missing people too much. Um, I commute quite a bit for work, and that's just about doable. And mm, yes. um, it's just really nice to be back in nature. And yeah, definitely was a good move. Brilliant. Do you have any particular memory that stands out in your mind from your work or disaster? Um, yeah, probably loads of um, <laughs> loads of good times and difficult times. Um, I don't know. I think um, when you're working with young people, it's a it's a very personal connection. Um, so I was young enough myself when I started working up in Mayfield. So I guess I grew a lot at the same time. And yeah, I've loads of amazing memories. We went on really great trips. We accessed international funding and we travelled a lot with young people as well. As far as Guatemala, we went to Spain, um, around Ireland. So yeah, I have amazing memories. It was a very um, amazing memory-making experience, the whole lot of us. Oh, brilliant. Um, I took a group of young people from Neuroth to Sardinia last summer. Wow. And yeah, that How was many did you as well. take? How many were in the group? Ten teenagers, wow. three adults. Oh. Um, some of them had never been outside of Ireland before. What they got their passports for the first time. Yeah, it would change their lives. Oh. Like, it was amazing. How old were they? Um, they were 16-ish, oh, wow. give or take a year. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're amazing experiences. Absolutely, I was exhausted. I took a month to recover. <laughs> <laughs> what did I, I'd what, say Sardinia is still recovering. <laughs> I think Sardinia did not know what it is. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Somehow, it was all, it all yeah, it was, it was a brilliant experience all around. Um, we were in a little quaint village up the mountains in Sardinia. It was really beautiful and... I'd say they're still talking about the Irish group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like they do, they, they're transformative experiences and they do definitely make memories, if nothing else. And the young people who went to Sardinia would all consider it as been like a, a really important time in their lives. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And maybe just one last question, Nora, just thinking about the future coming up next year. Um, have you got any big, big uh, events on the cards or any big plans on the cards? Yeah, with your work? good question. <laughs> I'm actually um, next year going to try and practice what I preach a little bit more mm-hmm. and not work so much okay. <laughs> and spend more time um, trying to yeah get a bit more work-life balance on the go. But yeah, there's always interesting things happening. So our program in CIT have a really nice project happening at Easter. It's called Empathy to Action, and it's for youth workers, where we host um, youth workers from our partner countries, which are the UK, Hungary, um, I think we partner in Czech Republic, and Spain. And a group of about 25, 30 youth workers will spend a week in Cork on a residential training program, and it's around building empathy with the the young people you work with and moving from awareness to taking some form of action. So there'll be public street actions as part of that training programme. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and very very important work because empathy is so important. So important, absolutely. Sounds like you're you're, uh, bringing up the next uh, generation generation of like a great citizen army or something. I know, isn't that amazing? It's so nice and refreshing to hear that. Yes. 
Nora, I'm some level, hopefully, yes. Nora, thanks so much for joining us this evening. It's been so lovely to talk to you. Thanks, is it? Thanks a million, people, for the invitation. And good luck with the rest of your show. It's a brilliant initiative. Love us. <laughs> Thank you. So bye, Nora. Okay, bye. good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that was so nice. Yes. What a cool girl. What a great woman. Yes. Um, She's so passionate about young people. Yeah. Isn't it? She's a great asset to the city, you know. Yes. She really is. Yes. Um, Joe, I found this really random track. uh, Nothing is random. Before, no, this was, before (laughs) I came out tonight, I I was looking for, uh, I don't know, I was looking for something new. And I found these Cork rappers um, on the on the theme of youth work and Cork youth rappers. music, yeah, Genesis and Mathematic. Nice. And I just found them on YouTube, and they have this. They were doing this really cool freestyle rap. So I just want to play it for you. Yeah, I think Rebel listen. Faction is the name of their rap group. Love so it. Hopefully, we'll find out more about them. Love it. What's happening, Genesis? I'm here with Mathematic. You just been wow. dropping some bars. A lot of it's probably going to end up on YouTube because it can't hit the telly, you know, yourself. Uh, but uh, Ron's going to get that shit on the telly, man. He's going to get that shit on the not telly. Not with the cursing anyway, but yeah, you know, yourself. <laughs> Bleep! But yeah, we're just going to drop something now. My, uh, my own mixtape just went up there recently. Technical Simplicity, check it out. It's up for free download. But uh, at the moment, I've been kind of doing some stuff, a bit of a tribute to Nas stuff. So if you recognise any of these bars, that's exactly where they came from. So it goes a bit like this, it goes What, what? I take summers off cause I love winter beef Still coming raw like some sizzling meat The winner of me is dying cause his liver's deceased Too much liquor on his lips every night of the week You see, I've been enraged since my younger days I had to numb the pain by numbing the brain They say, Lord give it, Lord take it away The Lord took more than one of my friends I find it hard to pray It's hard to keep the faith in these harsh evil days It seems to eat away till you're left bleeding hate That's the reason we expect in the ruckus Another night, another fight Tearing flesh from the knuckles oh. Another bottle broken over heads Left with concussions A week later with his cousin Results and repercussions From the weed puffing Seeds stuffed in Blowing trees Popping ease While he's up in the clubbing On his knees Nose on the jack's ball for real He knows that he's sniffing his soul Through the 50 note Dole money up his nose Now he's losing his home Abusing the coke Has got him out frozen in snow While money getters Hump honeys in sunny weather So tight leather legs Keep me hungry forever I rhyme clever And write better Than Professor Einstein in his prime writing a letter See, rappers are monkey flipping With the iller lyrics I be spitting With precision Like parkour villains Robbing tall buildings They free fall from walls And defy laws of physics My god, I kill it When the mic's on in my right palm You hear it I'm the icon of spirit The python Applying pressure till your life's gone Like IRA pipe bombs When the time's gone I'm the titan About to clash with your shitty raps Leave your head wrapped When they snatch up your fitted cap Kid, you won't get it back Like virginity when I hit it from the back instantly When she winked at me intimately I knew that she was into me I entered with intensity With every single inch of me Now she's feeling heavenly Breeding with the pedigree And evil and easily the evilest penis of the century <laughs> Look, it's only right that I was born to use mics Cause the stuff that I write Comes from stuff in them pipes With cush tougher than the bush of Colombian dykes Yeah, Genesis Technical simplicity Mathematic Cork City One love, let's go baby yeah. You can now listen to Irish Radio International on your phone, tablet or other mobile device. Go to our website and download our app for all platforms now. IrishRadioInternational.com Well, how do you feel after talking to Nora? Oh, pretty inspired, to be honest. Me too. It's good to know there's people out there doing work like that, you know? Yes, and people who are... 
who talk about young, young, younger people so with so much affection and uh, hope. Is it's so amazing? And she yeah. said something about that young people. What she learns from young people is that they're so resilient in spite of everything that's thrown at them. Mm. And it kind of changes my perspective now a little more on how I look at young younger people. Yeah, like I notice around town, uh, I suppose I'm more switched on to it now that we're doing the show and stuff. Mm. But, um, you know, young people in town, they're so much more uh, image savvy Mm. and conscious of how they look, conscious Mm. of how they present themselves, um, you know, to every extreme, uh, you know, from very completely overhyped and overdone to, you know, really not caring at all. But there's a there's and they're just so much more. I don't know. I suppose I can only compare it to my own experience. Yes. Up, but yes, they seem to have a lot more confidence and a lot more presence. Yes. Within themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of it is no, you know, I cannot deny, but some of it is obviously from within themselves. But then there is also that element that they have to kind of be a little more switched on nowadays because I feel that there is. There's so much. Uh, there's so much more to aspire to, because they're because they have the internet and the knowledge is so vast. So they have unlimited dreams, and so they kind. I feel it's, it's 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 a little unfair that they have to be so you know on the go, all all the more. And uh, I think we should cut them some slack, younger people. We should cut each other slack, but definitely younger people. Yeah, well. and it's like I suppose it's the same as anyone. Quite yes. everyone's slack, but then there's yes. also just loads of arseholes out there as well that just, slackers. You know, <laughs> wreck your head everywhere. You yeah, go. those people need to get up and do something. <laughs> Kieran, um, I want to ask you. What do you sure. like about your I body? I want to ask you our face question. Yes. Yeah. What do you like about your body? About my body? Well, I'm very tall, and that seems to come in quite handy. I've got no problem reaching stuff, you know. <laughs> And it seems to be one of these things that kind of endures throughout. Like, if you look back over history for, like, generations and centuries, it's always kind of paid off to be tall. So <laughs> that's one benefit right there that I'm very pleased with. That you're tall. Mm-hmm. What I about actually, your voice? Yeah. Your voice. Well, Hello. the voice, I kind of got a tribute to five years of working in call centers. But it seems, <laughs> to, it seems like radio is the natural progression to move into once I was done right. with that. Okay. You know? That's nice. Someone but, who's, what about you, Emer? What do you like about your body? My body. Um, I would similarly agree on the on the height point. Mm-hmm. Height. Height. <laughs> How do you say that without height? I don't know. Height. Uh, yeah, I think I'm a good height. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> conscious of how I say that word now. Thanks, height. lads. Height. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Re- yeah. Um, yeah. Done a whole show about like positive body images, <laughs> and now we're also self-conscious about the way we, we talk. talk. Thanks a lot, Joe. Yeah. I'm sorry. Blaming you. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, it's good because I can get away with wearing uh, higher shoes, which I don't really wear at all, actually, mm. but I could potentially. And generally, uh, I'm a good size for... Uh, you know, male to female uh, mm. relationships. Yeah. Relations. Relations. <laughs> this is... <laughs> okay, you know when you wear your high Hello. heels? Don't stand next to me. Just don't. Both of you, don't stand next to me. 
Yeah. Well, I only wear mine on very special occasions, okay. Joe. So, I don't want to you know. be there. I do not want to be mm-hmm. there. That's I, something somebody asked me once, though. Um, they were saying, is it easier for you to like scan if you're in like a crowded room or a pub? Is it easier to, for you to lock eyes with the tall <laughs> people from across that crowded room? And I said to them, yeah, it's very easy. I mean, it usually happens to me any pub I walk into. I can look over the heads of people and make that eye contact with somebody else. The unfortunate thing is it's usually with another man. So, uh, <laughs> you know. But what about the shorter people? Well, the way I, I know this is going to sound cheesy, but the way I kind of uh, would categorize if I have to w- with women on height, it would be petite, classic, and elegant. So mm. you would be in the former petite category, and uh, Ema would be in the elegance category. But um, I what like was your how question? I, do, do I not have elegance? I he don't has his red like a uh, little over there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I have petite elegance, and you have height elegance. Anyway, I'll go with elegance. Okay, we're all elegant here. Yeah, yeah. seems to work. Yeah. How do we feel now at the end of towards the end of this hour after listening to everybody talk about their bodies? We talk about our bodies listening to Nora. Oh uh, yeah, it's good actually because it's not something I would generally think about mm. or talk about. Um, it's that kind of thing that you, yeah, it would tend to be more of a negative. Uh, yeah, do you know that thing when you just go, oh, my cankles or my knees? Or, <laughs> my cellulite. Or all these things yes. that are so not important. And I really liked what Shay had to say when it, when he uh, when I met him and I was chatting to him on the Vox Pops. And he yes. was just saying, we really got down to the very fundamental point that, you know, we're physical beings. Our body is our vessel mm. for our mind. Mm. And that essentially it is what it is. It doesn't it doesn't need and cannot be anything else. And it, it really comes down to that fundamental function and biology for me. And that's what comes out of this whole thing. Right. And I, and I really like that because we can talk, talk and talk and talk and think about these things till the cows come home. Um, but essentially, the point really of resolution is to move beyond all of those mm. and for it not to even be something that we need to think about anymore. Yes. And hopefully all this, you know, very, very... De- detrimental media um, media talk and language about how we're supposed to look and all this stuff. Right. I think I the mean, main really thing... It's, it's just gone too yeah. far, you know. It's a very good point that you make there, Emer. I think that the main thing you've got to remember is look, any kind of standards that are being imposed by the media, at the end of the day, you know, these these things shift and change all the time. One At one point, something's being celebrated, another point is being derided. You've got to remember that the fundamental things for the media is not to make you feel good about yourself or bad about yourself about yourself it's to make you buy shit yeah you know so and that's all you know while other things might like the the what's popular might shift and change that will remain the constant so for yourself and from what we were listening to earlier from you know the the tedx talks and the box pops i think it's a lot to do with just embracing both the things you like and your imperfections because we all have this you level the playing field if you know that everybody's got the stuff that they're insecure about everybody's got the stuff that you know, you might be a bit ashamed of admitting that you really like about yourself, mm. too. And once you know that everybody has this stuff and we're all going to be struggling with different things and we don't need to buy stuff and we don't need to be aspiring to something based on what we see on TV, then you're going to be okay. Right. I think yeah. we should all just befriend our body and that will make everything much better. Yeah. Friendly, friendly. Okay, yes. Joe, we got to go. It's yeah. time to wrap up. Um, we're going to leave with a track. Oh, thanks very much, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And thank you, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Thanks, Clark. Emer. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Nora. Thank thanks you, Nora. Who took part. And this track is by Sam Amadan, um, Climbing High Mountains from his album, I See the Sign. Okay, good night, everyone. See you next week. Good night. Tadas.